There's an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal that says that McCabe and Rosenstein may be guilty of conspiracy against the government that's coming up. If you were running for president in 2020, would you ask Hillary for campaign advice? That's coming up as well. Ocasio-Cortez is turning her congressional office into a mini socialist state. Yes, she is practicing socialism in her own congressional office. Hey, she has the right to do that. She's paying her staff a minimum of $52,000 a year. Everybody on Ocasio-Cortez's staff, other than the interns, is getting $52,000 a year. That's minimum, starting salary, even entry level, which is way beyond the entry level salary of other congressional staffers. They usually get around $30,000. So how is she going to pay for this? She has a limited budget. Even though it's the government, they limit their budget. So she's having these her top staffers lose a ton of money instead of getting about 150,000 a year her top staffers are only going to get 80,000 she's redistributing that wealth and give in her own staff giving about almost half the salary that her top staffers should get are going to her bottom level entry level staff who are going to make 52,000 which is a huge amount of money you know for government workers entry level so here's point number one. You know, she has this extra money, right? So what's she doing? She's using it for her staffers. What about all of her constituents, right? She just defended her constituents, who some of whom are living in poverty against big bad Amazon, right? So many of her constituents, I guarantee you, earn less than $52,000 a year. Why don't they matter? If you manage to get your top staffers to give up some of their salary, now you have extra government money, well, you're just redistributing that to your own personal staff. What about... All your poor constituents, you should divvy that money up. Everybody should get a few dollars, you know. So it's her own staff who's getting the reward. And meanwhile, her constituents living in poverty, who she claims that she's defending, you know, she took $3 billion from Amazon and said, let's use that for the subway. Well, when she gets her own money from her top staffers who are giving up their salary, why does she not use that for the subway? By the way, are her staffers even living in her own district, the people who she's supposed to be fighting for? Now, in addition to that, think about this. She takes the money from her top staffers, redistributes it to the bottom of her staff. What about her salary? There's no report that she's given up, giving up any of her own money. She takes money from other people, from her staff. Hey, you know, I'm going to have to cut your salary almost in half compared to what everybody else is getting. And she uses that to pay for the lower level staff because they deserve more money because this is her socialist belief. And socialists only part with other people's money. They never part with their own money. By the way, did you know Ocasio-Cortez has this fancy, expensive, high-rise apartment down there in Washington, D.C.? Well, why doesn't she give that money to her staffers or to pay for the subway in her district, you know? And then, by the way, she complains that Republicans don't raise the budget. She says Congress people don't have enough budget to spend on their staffers, so she's forced to redistribute. You know, she wants Republicans to actually raise the budget that each Cong congressperson has to pay their staff. I mean, hello, well, why stop there? You know, why not uh, just pay everybody in the country more? Oh, wait a second. We're $22 trillion in debt. There is no money. All right, Dianne Feinstein. She is not supporting the Green New Deal. See, Dianne Feinstein's a liberal, but she's a pragmatist. She's a little bit more reasonable and practical, realistic than these socialists like Ocasio-Cortez. So here's what they did. See, the, 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 the socialists are out to get Dianne Feinstein. So they brainwashed, they had they sent a bunch of kids, of children, in to Dianne Feinstein's office asking her, please support the Green New Deal. And she debated these kids. They got it on video. It went viral. So essentially they ambushed her. Dianne Feinstein was ambushed 
by radical leftist Democrats because she's not radical and socialist enough. So they're saying a group of young activists went to discuss the Green New Deal with Dianne Feinstein. No, they're not young activists. These are middle school and high schoolers. They were clearly brainwashed. This whole thing was staged because they wanted to set up Dianne Feinstein. And you know what? They actually did make her look very silly. Here's why. So she says, I know what I'm doing. I've been doing this for 30 years. So they're saying, listen, the Green New Deal, the climate, the world's going to end in 12 years. Just ask Ocasio-Cortez. And what does Dianne Feinstein say? Listen, I've been doing this for 30 years. I've been around a long time, so I know what I'm doing. Trust me. Now, Ocasio-Cortez says, well, you've been doing this for 30 years. She weighed in on this, of course, because Ocasio-Cortez weighs in on everything. And she says, you've been doing this for 30 years. You haven't gotten anything done. Nothing has helped as far as the climate goes in the last 30 years from Congress and from Senate. Dianne Feinstein's a senator. So you've done extremely pitifully little to help the environment. That's the claim. And, and, and you know what? I As much as it's hate as I hate to agree with Ocasio-Cortez she's got a point Dianne Feinstein is a hypocrite she's saying I've been doing this for 30 years trust me well in 30 years she hasn't come up with any solution for all these problems that she claims to be tackling and this is really the issue is that all these Democrats for all these years are total hypocrites because they claim the environment this is such a problem what are we going to do and yet when they actually have power to do something about it what do they do They don't do anything. Obama didn't pass the Green New Deal. He passed Obamacare, which wasn't easy to do despite having a Democrat majority. Where was Obama's Green New Deal? He did make certain executive regulations, but Congress did nothing pretty much under Obama to deal with the environment. So Feinstein saying, well, listen, trust me, I've been doing this for 30 years. You know, Feinstein for 30 years, she's an expert at getting reelected, but not at solving problems. And this is what Ocasio-Cortez, now I don't agree with Ocasio-Cortez, Obviously, I think the Green New Deal, you know what I think of it. I think it's completely ludicrous. But the point is, Ocasio-Cortez is saying, look at these middle-of-the-road Democrats. They claim to care about the environment, and yet they do nothing to solve it. At least Ocasio-Cortez, she's putting her money where her mouth is. And she comes up with this crazy, radical idea, which is going to cost tens of trillions of dollars and probably not even help the cause anyway. So what's happening is Ocasio-Cortez is holding a mirror in the face of the Democrat Party, saying, you people have been screaming about this for all these years, yet you've done nothing about it. And Ocasio-Cortez is coming up with these solutions that are so absurd, and what that's really doing is demonstrating that there is no good solution. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't be dealing with environmental issues. Not getting into that right now. But the point is that the only solution that the Democrats want to put on the table is a radical socialist, completely unrealistic solution that would bankrupt the country. And Ocasio-Cortez is forcing the Democrats to display their own hypocrisy. And Mitch McConnell is grabbing the opportunity. And this week, apparently, is going to bring the Green No Deal to a vote. That's what they say on the Senate floor, forcing the Democrats to say, listen, I either support this radical deal that will destroy the U.S. economy or I'm a total hypocrite. Meanwhile, these Democrats, they're trying to silence, suppress and squash people like Ocasio-Cortez. And Ocasio-Cortez, she she's the monster that they created. She's the Frankenstein that these Democrats have created all these years by pushing this radical socialist agenda. It's unbelievable. OK, there is an op ed, as I mentioned. In the Wall Street Journal, this was written by two constitutional lawyers who say that Andrew McCabe and Rosenstein may have committed federal crimes conspiring. Basically, it's a crime, federal crime, to conspire when two or more people conspire to mess with the U.S. system of government. That's the basic long and the short of it here. 
and this is really astonishing that when they discussed invoking the 25th Amendment, and when it, despite having zero basis to do that by their own admission, and when they discussed Rosenstein wearing a wire to, to, when he met with President Trump to entrap Trump into saying something incriminating, all that stuff may have very possibly been conspiracy against the government of federal crime. Now, this is going to blow you away. Here's, here's a quote from this article. Quote, under federal law, it is a crime when two or more persons conspire to defraud the United States or any agency thereof in any matter for any manner for any purpose. So conspiracy to, to defraud the United States. But here's how far this extends this law by the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court ruled in 1910 that this includes, quote, any conspiracy to impair, obstruct or defeat the lawful function of any government of any department of the government using means that are not necessarily illegal themselves, but involve trickery, deceit, or dishonesty. So essentially, like I said, all the legalese aside, when you try to deceive or trick the government to do things, even if what you're trying to do is not technically illegal, but when it involves deception and dishonesty, that is included in this crime. And guess what? This has been heavily enforced. Bob Mueller himself enforced this on many occasions here in the last two years. He obtained, Mueller obtained indictments against Russian entities and Russian people for defrauding the United States by interfering in the 2016 presidential election using dishonest means. And Rosenstein clearly signed off on it like he signed off on everything Mueller did. So essentially, if you use dishonest means to defraud the government in some way, to mess around with the government, and two or more people are involved, that is conspiracy and you're included in this law. Now, here's where here's how this works. They tried to invoke the 25th Amendment, at least according to Andrew McCabe. He admits this. He brags about it, in fact, because it helps him sell his book. Outrageous as that sounds. So the 25th Amendment had no place. McCabe was concerned that Trump uh, conspired, colluded with the Russians to meddle in the 2016 election. Well, that's not nothing to do with the 25th Amendment. The 25th Amendment is very specific. It's only when presidents are incapacitated. So this would have this would have, there's a solution for a president. Now there's no evidence that the president colluded with Russia or interfered with the election. As we know, zero, none. And believe me, they've looked for it. So, but even if you assume that he did, there's a process it's called impeachment. So they were trying to circumvent impeachment. So that was that was literally undermining the Constitution right there by trying to invoke the 25th Amendment. That's number one. Number two, Rosenstein wanted to wear a wire despite having no cause, no evidence of any wrongdoing by Trump. He, he spoke to the DOJ uh, legal team about wearing a wire, or at least he spoke to McCabe, who spoke to the DOJ legal team. So there you go. There's your dishonesty and deception walking into the Oval Office wearing a wire to try to get Trump to say something so that you can have him impeached or who knows what. So now, according to this op-ed piece, even if they just discussed recruiting cabinet members, that may be a crime right there, or maybe they're going to defend themselves and say, well, no, that was just idle chit-chat. You know, every DOJ, FBI employee likes to sit around at the in the office shooting the breeze saying, hey, let's uh, recruit cabinet members to invoke the 25th Amendment to get the president overthrown. That's just, you know, what they, talk, what, what, what they discuss as they're getting coffee, right? But even, but, but even if... If they did a little bit more, right? Let's say they actually contacted and tried to recruit cabinet members, actually canvassed cabinet members to see whether they'd agree to invoke the 25th Amendment. That very, very likely is a crime. And uh, numerous sources claim that they had two cabinet members that they believed were on board. And if Rosenstein offered to wear a wire, 
that also is almost certainly, according to this op-ed, a crime because then they're discussing, deceive, they're, they're conspiring to deceive the president despite having no cause whatsoever to do it. So this is going to be investigated. It does seem that way. And, you know, again, I'm always skeptical when it comes to them investigating their own people there at the DOJ, especially if you're an enemy of President Trump, then you're almost guaranteed immunity from any kind of uh, legal proceedings. But we will, of course, keep an eye on this. Alan Dershowitz was on ABC on Sunday debating Dan Abrams, the legal analyst for ABC, on whether Trump should have the right to issue a rebuttal to Mueller's report. Now, it does seem that President Trump is going to get to read the report and issue a rebuttal. And it certainly seems more than fair and more than reasonable. Why should Trump not have a right to tell his side of the story? Well, Dan Abrams, the ABC legal analyst, he says that it was ridiculous. Why should Trump have a right to rebut the Mueller report? And Dershowitz says, well, of course he should have that right. So Abrams says, well, since when do criminals have a right to publish their rebuttal? Plenty of criminals would want to be able to publish their rebuttal after they're convicted of crimes. Now, I'm not sure what Abrams is talking about because they can write a book, they can publish it, but I guess he means that here, supposedly, they're going to be published in tandem. They're going to be published side by side, the Mueller report and the Trump report, uh, the Trump rebuttal. Anyway, Dershowitz says, what are, you he says, what are you talking about? He says, look at the system. He says, the way the system has always worked until now, either you prosecute the suspect or if you exonerate him, that or her, then you keep quiet. There's two options. Either you prosecute or you're quiet. Never have we seen this new approach where even when they exonerate, they get up there and issue a report or a press conference and give all these details that, that may be construed as incriminating about the suspect. Oh, but by the way, we've decided to exonerate, which is, of course, what happened under Hillary. And now it seems that's what's going to happen with Mueller. Every, uh, nobody knows for sure, but it does seem that they're planning to publish a lot of Mueller's findings, a lot of this report. Maybe not. We'll have to wait and see. So Dershowitz says, yeah, if, if, if there are two choices, either you prosecute or you keep quiet. If those are your two choices, then you don't need a rebuttal because if they prosecute, you have your day in court and you can prove your case in court. Or if you're convicted, you're convicted. But now it's like you issue a report. There's no court proceedings because you're not going to prosecute. And you put out all this stuff out there that could be construed as being very incriminating or very inappropriate behavior or, su or suspicious behavior. And then, well, but we're not going to prosecute. So the person's stuck. They have no they have no recourse. They can't prove their day in court. They can't show, you know, uh, prove their case and be found innocent. So you put all this damaging information, slanderous information out there. And they have no right to defend. So Dershowitz says, of course, they should be defending themselves now because it's a whole different system where you get to put all this dirt out about them. But they don't get to put the they, they don't get to to, to to tell their side of the story. So think about what Dan Abrams is saying. That's ridiculous. Why should Trump get a chance to rebut himself? Well, hello. What's the difference? Why does Mueller have the right to put his information, but Trump doesn't have a right to defend himself? You know, and the answer is because the media, they don't want the fact. They don't want the truth. They, they only want you to publish the side of the story that damages President Trump, you know? So he says it's ridiculous that Trump to get, should get to tell his side of the story. So you can only publish the part that incriminates Trump, but not the part that defends President Trump. How does that make any sense? And I'm trying to be consistent here. So let's say Hillary, right? If after the press conference, Hillary wanted to give her own press conference or write her own report and say, here's why James Comey's wrong. Here's why I didn't really commit all those crimes. I would have no problem with that. I think that Hillary's defense would be extraordinarily weak since she has no defense. And, you know, James Comey, the only thing he could come up with was there was no intent, which is basically made up. He manufactured it because he knew it was already scripted. Hillary's got to be exonerated. The only question is, 
How do we manage to make it happen? You know, I had some callers call up and tell me, why did Hillary, why was she exonerated based on the lack of intent? When did intent matter? You know, a caller says, somebody goes and shoots somebody, and then they say, well, they didn't have criminal intent. They didn't They didn't know. They, they just didn't like the person, but they weren't trying to commit a crime. I mean, Hillary, she was mishandling classified information. She set up these own private, her own private email servers when she was acting as a Secretary of State. So you're right. It's ridiculous. You know, we there was a, a Navy sailor who took a few pictures that were supposed to be classified to the inside of a submarine. He was put in jail for a year. The same crime that Hillary was guilty of, he had no intent. He was just showing it off to his friends, you know. But uh, So, yeah, I never tried to defend the, the, the James Comey's reason for exoneration based on lack of intent. Uh, come on. I mean, just the whole thing is just, you know, without getting in too deep here into the weeds of the, of the legality of it, clearly this was just manufactured. James Comey manip- manipulated the law because he needed to exonerate Hillary. All right, speaking of Hillary, Hillary is advising Joe Biden and Amy Klobuchar. Has anybody heard of Amy Klobuchar? And why would you ask Hillary's advice? You know, well, I lost to Obama in 2008. I lost to Trump in 2016. Let me advise you here on how to win. I mean, are you kidding me? Now, maybe they'll take whatever advice Hillary gives and, and, and then do the opposite. I don't know. And by the way, the name Klobuchar, that is just, you cannot run for president and be named Klobuchar. I'm sorry, but uh, it, just, it sounds like a medical condition. You know, Klo- oh man, that Klobuchar has really been hurting my knee lately. I really have to go to the Klobuchar doctor. But anyway, they say Hillary's advising Biden and Klobuchar. What is this really about? This is really about getting Hillary's endorsement. If any of these candidates on the Democrat side can get Hillary's endorsement, that is still viewed as being very coveted. I have a, a simple solution. Just donate enough money to the Clinton Foundation, and I'm sure Hillary will, will be more than happy to endorse you. Michael Cohn is going to testify before Congress this week. What a circus. Michael Cohn, who's going to jail because he admits that he lied to Congress, is going to testify before Congress, and I guess we're supposed to take his testimony seriously. Wednesday, he's going to be testifying before the House Oversight Committee. Thursday, he's going to be testifying before the House Intelligence Committee, Jim Jordan, conservative Jim Jordan, says that this is phase one of impeachment proceedings. He says this is just a circus. All they're doing is they're trying to humiliate President Trump, and this is phase one of impeachment. Here's a quote from Jim Jordan. Giving a platform to Mr. Cohn is beneath the dignity of Congress. I am saddened that Democrats have sunk so low as to promote an admitted liar just to satisfy Tom Steyer uh, and the political forces on the left who will settle for nothing less than impeachment. The charade is an affront to our committee's constitutional obligations, this this charade. So uh, this Tom Steyer, we've told you about this, he's a billionaire liberal donor, and he has been pushing very hard for the Democrats to begin impeachment proceedings. He's very pro-impeachment. He's put a lot of pressure on Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats. And, you know, as I've told you many times, if Trump got impeached and then he'll almost definitely get acquitted by the Senate, I think it would be disastrous for the country. But I actually think that would benefit Trump in terms of re-election November 2020. I don't want it to happen, but I'm just pointing out the backlash and the irreparable damage that it could possibly do uh, to the Democrats. But you have these radicals like Tom Steyer, who's pushing this, and Mr. Michael Cohn will be testifying later this week. Okay, that's going to do it for today, and we will see you next time.